This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. I have a clear memory in my head of my dad leaving the house one night to go hang out with some friends. He took his guitar case with him, which was a fancy way of him carrying pot with him, which I found out from my dad later. And my mom's exact words to me. She goes, Shane, he cut off the end of his pee-pee. <laughs> it's so much better when she said pee-pee than any other turn. We're talking about chickens in a fucking novelty farm here. Um, and I was talking bring about up- black people and the relationship they have with police. So which one's more important? <laughs> I, I don't know. Go ahead, finish your chicken story, Shane. <laughs> Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Have you ever had a time where you felt completely unappreciated by your boss? Where you worked for someone that no matter what you did that was right, they would always find that one wrong thing. Where every single thing you did that was wrong got amplified by tens and thousands of times because of the amount of freaking out he would do on you compared to everyone else on your team. Well, for me, I worked with someone like that. I worked with someone like that for fucking years. Someone that I started in very, very early in my career. I worked with this guy and I looked at him in the beginning as this mentor. This guy who was going to teach me things. He was going to teach me stuff that I would never, ever be able to learn without working for him. He was one of those kind of bosses that made you feel as though as long as you were on his team, you were protected. You were a part of a team and you were a part of something that was bigger than yourself and you should give everything you can to make sure that the team succeeds. It's not about you. It's about the team. But every time I would make a mistake, it suddenly stopped being about the team and it suddenly started being about how much I had fucked up. Other people would get a slap on the wrist and told, oh, well, that sucks. Make sure you do better next time. But for me, I'd go in his office and get freaked right the fuck out on for 20 minutes. And then in the afternoon, he'd bring me in and say, you know, I'm really sorry I had to yell at you about that, but, uh, you know, we got to make sure that we do really good on things, and uh, I'm just trying to teach you a certain few things. And he would always tear me down and then build me back up. I worked with this guy for years, but towards the end of me working with him, I went over to his house one night, and we would have these little get-togethers where we would bring everybody over to his house, and we'd hang out, and we'd have a couple of cocktails, and we'd just sit around and chill. Well, usually when I'd go over there, I'd have a couple of drinks and then I'd leave and everything would be fine. But this night, I decided that I was finally going to talk to him. I'd finally built up my nerve to ask him for more opportunity, to ask him for a raise, to ask him for some fucking consideration for all the shit that I had done for him all this time. I had gotten just drunk enough to make sure that he knew how the fuck I felt and he was going to understand that I was the best employee he had. He needed to get his shit together. So on this night, I started drinking rum and coke. By the time I got to the bottom of about my fifth rum and coke, I decided that this is the time to let my boss know about himself. So he says something to me and I say, you know what I think about that? I think that I'm one of the best workers you got on your entire team and you never give me the opportunity that I deserve. Everybody in the room shrinks away from me. All my coworkers are standing around me. I didn't do this like with him off to the side. I decided to do this in front of everyone. This is a guy who is a major control freak, and I have just challenged him openly in front of everyone. You would have thought I drew a sword on this guy with the look on his face when I said this to him. And he says, I feel like we can probably talk about that on Monday, Mr. Smith. And I say, fuck talking about it on Monday. Let's talk about it right now. 
and he looks at me and says, you want to talk about it now? Suddenly, he's gone from being on the defensive, and now his tone of voice is switched to the offensive. But me, I am unchallenged. I don't care. I got liquid confidence. I got five rum and cokes in me. And trust me when I say I was making my own rum and cokes. The coke was there for flavoring and that's about it. I'm like, dude, fuck that. Let's talk about it right now in front of everybody. I don't have anything to hide. I want to tell you what's going on. And he pulls me to the side. And all my coworkers start slipping away. All my coworkers start leaving. In this confrontation, I'm giving you guys the cliff notes of it. I'm not giving you guys the 15 minutes of yelling that we had in front of everybody where I'm getting louder and he's getting louder and I'm getting louder and he's getting louder. And all my coworkers are looking at us like we're about to pull knives on each other and really go at it like this is the Beat It video by Michael Jackson. And all my coworkers start slipping away and he's pulled me into a side room and he looks at me with these steely eyes and he says, I could fire you right now for what you just did to me in front of your coworkers. But I'm not going to do that. What you just did there was fucked up. And you should never speak to someone else in their own home like that. But I have possibly overlooked you. And I am going to talk to you about this on Monday. We're not going to talk about it tomorrow. This was on a Thursday. I had to face everybody the next day. But he looks at me and says, we're not going to talk about it tomorrow. We're going to talk about it Monday because I'm going to give you a day to think about it. So I have to go to work the next day thinking about it. Go to work the next day, apologizing to all my coworkers who were there. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to freak out. Suddenly, as soon as I woke up, all of it had become clear in my head. I stayed there talking to my boss for two hours that night. And he's telling me, you suck for what you did, but I respect you for what you did. And I had to deal with it the next day. The entire day talking to my coworkers. My boss didn't even come in. And on Monday we talked. And he reiterated the fact that it was fucked up what I had done. But that nothing was really going to change. That I was still in the place that I needed to be. And after he had thought about it, maybe he hadn't overlooked me. And maybe I was exactly where I needed to be on his team. And shortly after that, I started looking for jobs. And I realized that just because you work for an asshole doesn't mean that you can't go out and find happiness. Hey guys, welcome back to another week and now that I'm older. A show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to support Now That I'm Older, you can go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. Check out all the great rewards we've got over there. And if you give us something, we're going to give you something right back. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail at NTIOPod. And you can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Family. It's a family of podcasters who come together to cross-promote each other and spread the word about badass podcasts everywhere. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag, you're going to find Now That I'm Older, as well as the 20-year-old movie podcast, the Nerd Wells, and the Geeks Talk TV podcast. And this week on episode 119, Shane's family is really messed up. We're going to talk about some of the stories from my past and some of the stories that my mom has yet to tell me that I just now found out about. So check it out. We'll be right back. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. 
I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. So the other day, I'm sitting around over at my um, my mother and father-in-law's house. At the and compound. At the compound, where they the mother-in-law and father-in-law and the brother and sister-in-law live along with... I don't know, like 17 goats and with 150 with chickens. With enough animals to be inconvenient, but not enough to survive any kind of serious apocalypse. Exactly. If the apocalypse came, they'd have maybe like three weeks worth of food. It's like a novelty farm. Exactly. It's something you do for fun to tell you that you have a farm, but not enough work to actually create enough food to live off of. I mean, you might attract raiders. <laughs> well, they did attract raiders in the fact in the uh, in the form of rats. Oh, okay. They, they have this shed... And they have rats that will get in from time to time, and they've set traps for the rats. And at one point, one of the rats, um, it had gotten snapped in a trap, but it didn't die. Ew. So my sister-in-law says she picks up the rat, grabs a hammer and a putty knife, and chops off the head of the rat with the putty knife. That's kind of hardcore. Hashtag real fucking life, people. <laughs> this is what's happening. I mean, over- I, had to, I had to kill a squirrel here once. The dog got it. With a putty knife? No, I used a hoe. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of hoe? Like a hoe-hoe. Like a hoe you dig in the ground with, not the kind I sleep with. (laughs) I was about to say. So the dog bit it, and it's obviously broke its back, and it couldn't move, and it was dying. It was all in pain, so I was like, I'm just going to chop its little head off and call it a day. So she told me while we're talking about all this stuff, like she notices that I pick up my phone and I start taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I must repeat this. Yeah, on people the are going to start being careful around you if you don't watch out. <laughs> well, she goes, Are you going to tell the story? I was like, Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to <laughs> oh, tell the story. Because they have like feed and shit like that in this uh, storeroom. So they're, they bring fucking rats in. She told me she's used a hammer and a putty knife to smash rats' heads before. And I'm like, Really? Like, you have children. She told me a story one time where they caught a rat by the tail, threw the rat in the chicken coop, and then watched the chickens savagely fuck the rat up. So chickens will kill rats? Yeah. And her two kids were watching while this happened. Wow. (laughs) That's kind of like cockfighting. Hashtag real fucking life, people. This is what's happening. Hashtag is this legal? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if this is legal or not, but this is what's really happening in my family. She told me that a coyote got into their backyard and destroyed one of their chickens one time. Now, these are people, my brother and sister-in-law have like, I want to say like 15 chickens. And at no point have I been over there and the same 15 chickens been there. (laughs) Never. Okay. They've killed a couple of chickens to eat because, you know, it's cool to kill chickens and actually have your own fresh chicken. Again, again, novelty farming. (laughs) But most of the time that the chickens die, their dogs fucking kill them. (laughs) They have sheep herding dogs that are there to fucking protect the animals that will kill the chickens. (laughs) All the time. It sounds like how black people feel about cops. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to protect us? Exactly. To protect and serve and step on you and kill you. Unless you're black. <laughs> or a chicken, apparently. I Those mean, two cops got charged with felonies. For what? For beating that black dude up and getting videoed. I don't, I don't, I don't even heard about that one. Yeah. And Gwinnett, the two cops that got fired, like the same. The oh, media. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear about that, but I didn't actually like. Look into it. We're talking about chickens and a fucking novelty farm here. Um, and I was talking you bring about up- black people and the relationship they have with police. So which one's more important? I, I don't know. Go ahead, finish your chicken story, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you feel the chickens are more important than black people, Shane? I got What's you back, you? black people, Shane. You and the chickens. Go ahead. So if you would have been a kid yeah. and your mom and dad would have said, hey, uh, come out here to the chicken coop. 
We want to show you guys. See, my parents guilted me about shooting a bird with a BB. This one, I can't relate my parents being in this position. My parents taught me empathy for animals, not, not cage fighting. Well, let me let me interject a story of Cindy my own. Vince McMahon over there. <laughs> let me interject a story of my own because I understand. Well, at least she didn't stab her kid's dog. No, but my dad did something a little bit similar to that because a cat behind us one time, oh, we were God. living in a trailer park, and uh, the people behind us had a cat. And that cat got together with another cat, and they had some cat babies. You know, everything's awesome. Little kittens running around the house. Say they're called kittens, not cat babies. <laughs> but go ahead. They're all running around mewing and stuff like that, and everything's fine. But they will; these cats will jump on my dad's car in the morning and leave little paw prints all over it. And my dad hated the little paw prints. My dad didn't just hate the paw prints. He fucking hated these cats. What, bo- what, what bothers me right at this moment is I'm just imagining that your dad didn't have anything like a Lexus. <laughs> oh no, I think he had like a like a like an eighty nine Ford or something like so that. That makes sense for that to be a big issue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like they were hurting the paint job. It was just fucking kittens running around. But there'd be all these little paw prints. So my dad gets really pissed off. Well, I've got this pellet rifle, and my dad starts sticking the pellet rifle like coming out on the porch and shooting kittens. <laughs> Yeah, you, know you say the fans all hate my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Telling the shooting the kitten story is probably not going to help that. Shooting kittens with the pellet rifle. Now, here's the worst part of this whole story. Your dad you can't to- ever be on the podcast. Oh no, he <laughs> will. He will at one point. He will at one point because he'll be able to have it. He can rebut and be like, "Well, this is why I had you. You know, this is why I shot kittens with a pellet gun. Really, <laughs> that's what you're going to put on our podcast." Okay. He shot the kittens with a pellet rifle. Okay, and then he made me. As a 12-year-old, 10-year-old kid somewhere in there, take the kittens he had shot, and he told me, take that, take that, uh, that dead-ass cat, take that up in there into the woods, and you go far enough into the woods where they ain't going to find that cat. Because even back then, that would be illegal. Just let's go ahead and prevent, prevent, put that out there. I am 10 years old, carrying a bleeding kitten in my hands that my dad has shot with a pellet rifle to the corner of the woods. And like, I don't walk far enough into the woods. My dad got busted for this by the neighbors behind yeah. us. Cause I was fucking crying by the time I got to the edge of the woods. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. You didn't turn into Dexter or something. Your dad. So I get to the corner of the woods and I, I set the cat down and I'm like, maybe it'll be. Okay. I, I can hear it now after I leave the first time I come over. Once your dad gets up, why was he shaking his head the whole time he was looking at me? Side, giving me a side look. Well, he knows about the cats and the dog and the, the fucking pot and all the other <laughs> shit he made us do as kids that were fucking horrible. <laughs> so that's the reason why when I say, you know, imagine your parents walking you out in <laughs> a chicken coop and fucking being like, now we're going to learn a valuable lesson about rats and chickens. It would have been really funny if he shot his windshield out. Dude, I just, I'll never forget the fucking feeling of being like, carry this cat back there to the woods so nobody finds it because I killed it. What happened when the neighbors found out? They just came over and bitched. This is back in the fucking 80s, dude. Nobody gave a shit back then. Well, one of your neighbors knocked him out with a level, so, I mean, apparently some people did get tired of Dennis's shit. (laughs) That's a whole other story that we could get into. Like, I can guarantee you that if your dad and my dad had known each other at some point, my dad would hit him with a two-by-four. I feel like your dad <laughs> might have cold-cocked my dad in his face. And my dad, at like five foot eight, um, he's a scrappy, wily dude, and he might have picked a fight with your dad because he's a bigger guy. I'll be yeah, a lot dead of, honest with you. A lot of guys did that. It was 
Bad mistake. <laughs> My dad was also the guy who would not be afraid to pick a fight with you and then run away and grab six friends and come back and whoop your ass. My dad was the guy who moved to the South as a teenager and was a Yankee. So him and his brothers banded together. Like, I got lots of stories that have lots of violence, but none against animals. Just rednecks. <laughs> My dad was like the original horseman, honestly. Like my no, dad. my dad's brothers were the horsemen. My dad, one guy got my brother, my dad, my uncle in trouble. So my dad saw him in a water fountain and smacked him with a fucking geometry book and knocked his teeth out. Got suspended for three weeks. My grandmother told me that story, not my dad. Hit him in the back of the head while he was at the water fountain. Think about that. I, um, so horseman. <laughs> I'm not going to say which uncle because I don't want to, I don't want to put this out there, but I did get a secondhand story that perhaps some of my uncles, <laughs> like a little bit further down the line, might have been involved with murdering a dude because he had wronged someone in our family. And I was like, <laughs> not shocked. <laughs> I was like, you know what, mom? I really don't want to know anything else. I really don't want to be a part of this. I don't want anybody to come to me and ask me questions. I don't want to be a part of this whatsoever. So when we're talking about family stories, I did have one more um, that I had written down as well. I was on the phone with my mom the other day, and I've got this shot kittens. Shot kittens. <laughs> well, only a couple. It was only like two that he shot um, and stabbed a dog. Darling, you better make him go to church a lot. Though. I'm sorry. He better, like, there's a lot of Sundays he don't get to sleep in. <laughs> so I'm talking to my mom the other day, and um, my mom's sitting in the middle of her house. Well, she's got a couple of my uncles are living there with her. My one uncle had a heart surgery, and the other uncle's crashing with her right now. And she goes, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm going to go outside real quick. And she gets real quiet, and I'm like, this is going to be good. So at this point, you've heard how crazy my sister-in-law is and her farm and all that stuff. But this next one is one you've got to stick around for, I promise. We're going to run to a quick promo break. But when we get back, we're going to finish up with a story that my mom tells me about one of my distant relatives that is just ridiculous. And later on, we're also going to have a stop in from this week with DeBoss. So check it out. We'll be right back. Hey y'all, this is Fee. And this is Craig from the Ultra Podcast. We're just two good friends talking about whatever's on our minds. Come listen to us banter about music, beer, movies, pop culture, endless funny stories, the joys of getting old. Cars, coins, poop, missing tiles from Scrabble, stepping on Legos at 3 a.m. Putting together said Legos at 4 a.m., insomnia, narcolepsy, the life cycle of clams. Well, you get the idea. And each week we feature an unsigned musical artist. A new podcast drops every Wednesday, and you can find us at theultrapodcast.com. And be sure to check out hashtag Family on Twitter for more great podcasts. Love one another and stay connected. I know we need the money, Listen, but... we're not just doing this for money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. Now That I'm Older has kicked off our very own Patreon over at patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And I was able to get a couple of thoughts from Kenny about our brand new Patreon. 
the fuck is a Patreon? As you can tell, he's very excited and so am I. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. It's going to allow you to pick from different goals that we've set up, things that we want to do to accomplish a better podcast for you guys, to bring you guys a better podcast every single week and to get you guys a better now that I'm older. We've got some things that we're going to need to do and we're going to need your help with them. But if you give us help, we're going to give you something right back. Things like shout outs from Kenny, stickers, t-shirts, exclusive content, all sorts of stuff. So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older and we're going to close out now with a few more words from Kenny about what he thinks about Patreon. I thought you were talking about a role-playing character. You thought Patreon was a role-playing character. It sounds like one of the bad guys they would throw at us. There's your commercial. Thanks. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. Hello, I'm Stevie Hawkins, Stop Vegetable Doctor. I'm here to tell you to listen to the Stupid People podcast. It features Dino Peppers and Captain Jay Spaulding as the stupid people who are trying to be smart. It's available on the internet machine through all good podcatcher apps. You can also follow them on Twitter at Stupid People Pod. Now, please, can you take this clamp off my wheelchair? Yes, might have gotten away with it too. It wasn't for these blasted kids and their dog. <laughs> so I'm thinking she's going to talk about my two uncles that are in there. She goes, "Hey, <laughs> you told me this story is awesome. You guys are going to love this one." <laughs> she goes, "You know your great uncle Jimmy?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "Well, you know he's got that uh, that schizophrenia, right?" <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" What now? She's like, well, he's got schizophrenia. I'm like, okay, so he's got schizophrenia. That sucks. She goes, well, you know, like, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but he hears voices from time to time. <laughs> I'm like, I, I did not know that. She goes, well, you know, he uh, was hooked on it. Like, she pause. keeps telling me. I'm surprised your dad never used that as an excuse. <laughs> voices know. told me to kill them cats. And the voices my dad heard said, kill the cats and stab the dog. <laughs> he killed them damn cats because they're leaving footprints on my goddamn car. That's your voice, Dennis. Exactly. That's, that's not the voices it. he heard were the voices of Dennis. That's all he heard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you're a schizophrenic uncle. Well, you know he's got that schizophrenia, right? And I said, well, I didn't know that. She goes, well, he was hooked. And she keeps getting like, this is like an onion for me. And she's telling me this. She goes, well, you know, he was hooked on that meth for a long time till he went to jail. It took him like two years to get sober off that meth when he was in jail. I was like, okay. Goddamn. So <laughs> he must have been real hooked. <laughs> he, he built up a goddamn meth factory in his own body. What the fuck? So she goes, well, his daughter was uh, was trying to get a hold of him the other day, and she couldn't get a hold of him. She talked to him on the phone, and he was he was talking real crazy and said, "I gotta go, I gotta go." And um, she said he was acting real strange on the phone, and she just she didn't understand. So she'd get in her car, or she drove her car over to his house and ran inside. And when she did, there was blood everywhere. Oh my god! All over the place. <laughs> and she walks in and says, "What happened? What's wrong? What happened?" He said, "They told me I had to cut it off. They told me I had to get rid of it." And my mom's exact words to me. She goes, Shane, he cut off the end of his pee-pee. <laughs> it's so much better than she said pee-pee than any other term. I mean, she didn't say penis. She didn't say wee-wee. <laughs> dick. <laughs> and then it cut off was, his dick. It was his pee-pee. Apparently, my great uncle chopped <laughs> off the head of his dick. And it's still not as bad as the shit your dad did. <laughs>
He ain't killing kittens, though, and then make his son carry him out to the woods. <laughs> this, last week when, uh, or, uh, yeah, last week when we had Nick on and he was talking, or uh, not last week, recently we had Nick on and he was talking about fucking um, not having any crazy stories. And I was like, yeah, I think me and Kenny will be good on crazy stories for a long time to come. Have, I think you have a job because your dad wasn't around. <laughs> I think you're a responsible adult because of that. <laughs> I know that was probably, to, at that age, it probably felt like a bad Thing, I'm just gonna go out and live here and say, oh, oh, I think you were much better under just Darlene's tutelage. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I can be honest and say with you, say to you, you're not the first person to look at me and say, why are you not a serial killer? Like, why, why have you not murdered? Well, because when Shane was 14 years old, some shit happened and he got saved by the fates and the legal system. Exactly. They stepped in and were like, you will Jesus. not have to deal with this. Jesus Christ! And I met your mama. She wasn't weird no well, other than the fact that she was dating somebody our age but that, more power to her actually dude my uh, my grandmother when she died what kenny's talking about is she started dating a guy who was like legit 30 years younger than her or some shit like that he was a bagger he was this big nerd motherfucker i mean but he, he, he was a nice, job and shit he, he was, was nice to my mama he was a super nerd and like, he fucking even treated nerds her. were like, whoa. <laughs> he treated her well. Now, there might have been a part of him that was just there because, you know, she had like a house and shit like that. And that's fine. Whatever. He kept my grandmother company. And I tried to tell all my aunts and uncles on my dad's side about this shit. I'm like, hey, are you guys here every weekend keeping the 70 year old woman company? Because he is. <laughs> right. He's hanging out with her and shit all the fucking time. So when you're bitching about the fact that you don't have time to get up there. Just remember, he's here with her. Well, I don't care. I don't care anything about that. I'm like, dude, I bet you wish you could pull a dude who was 30 years younger. I bet you do. <laughs> don't try to fucking... Jealousy yeah. is what it is. Yeah, but anyway. goes back to the fact that you're not the first person to say, why are you not a serial killer? Or why have you not murdered many, many people? The mall, your mama also wasn't like a pushover. So, I mean, I imagine she whipped his ass plenty of times. I had. I don't understand how he still managed to be such a fuck up. <laughs> I have a clear memory in my head of my dad leaving the house one night to go hang out with some friends. He took his guitar case with him, which was a fancy way of him carrying pot with him, which I found <laughs> out from my dad later. And I'll tell you a story about that in a little bit. But my uh, my dad had left to go hang out with some friends, and he stayed out past when he was supposed to be back home. Papa said, if you live in my house, I don't want you here past 12. I don't want you coming in past 12. I don't want you waking my ass up and waking up your mama and all that shit. Every parent goes to that. So my dad comes in at like 3 o'clock in the morning. And it was right around Christmas time. It was like two days after Christmas. And I had just gotten this big-ass red fire engine, this badass red fire engine with actual real ladders on the side of it. Wait, wait you were you were involved at this point? I was five years old at this time. So you were five and your dad had a curfew? Actually, I'm sorry. I was three years old at this time. <laughs> You're three and your dad had a curfew? Okay. Well, remember, remember Pentecostal minister. Okay, okay. You, you don't you don't fuck around on Papa's watch. Thank God for Papa. <laughs> no, Papa was the fucking. He was the patriarch, dude. He was running shit until he had a stroke and I'm shit sure, got fucked I'm up. I'm sure he would not have approved of the cat. No, disposable no. Method. many, many things that happened in my my life would not have been approved of by Papa. But Papa had told Dad, "You do not come home late at my house." So my dad comes in at three o'clock in the morning and I woke up the next morning. I didn't get to actually see it, but apparently my papa had taken my dad when I was three years old and grabbed him by his arm and threw his ass over the couch and took the plastic ladders that were on the back of my red fire engine that were like two foot long. This was a long ass <laughs> fire engine. You basically spank him. Spanked his ass with these plastic ladders. That's that were for the, the cats, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this is preliminary for the cats, you motherfucker. <laughs> 
So yeah, that's uh, just, just a couple of snippets of the uh, of the Shane stories that I've had. Uh, come I want to know what your brother's because your brother is even more of an animal lover than you are. He likes cats and dogs. He wasn't like he was so young when all this happened. I don't even know if he remembers all this shit about the cats and stuff like that. <laughs> I will never in my life forget carrying a bleeding cat to the fucking woods and thinking in my head, I wonder if all my other friends are carrying bleeding cats to their woods. You weren't thinking that. You knew. <laughs> you didn't answer that question. You were more probably thinking along the lines of, God damn it, why I'd be the kid that's carrying bloody cats around. Why do I have to be that kid? Why the fuck am I saddled with this dad? What is going on here? <laughs> At least he didn't I, hope, I hope he doesn't stab my dog one day. Thank God we didn't have a combination of, like, your dad's mentality with my dad's physical anger. <laughs> your, your dad's just anger overall. Your dad's temper with my dad's fucking just ridiculous mentality that's a serial killer right there that's a perfect fucking formula like like, the whole reason I know how to fight is for my dad not because he taught me (laughs) because living with him was like living with a fucking fucking Vietnam vet or some shit a lot of my sense of humor I get from my dad my dad was fucking he's a funny ass guy he just you know stabs dogs everybody else loves my dad (laughs) he has to live with his sorry ass exactly I mean he's a great guy who stabs dogs and shoots kittens and yeah, like I don't that. think I can sell my dad as a great guy. I don't think you can sell your dad as a great guy after the stories you've told. Um, shot cat. Kittens, not cats. Kittens. Stabbed your dog, the family dog. <laughs> Made your mom leave in the middle of a perm and so she lost her hair. Yeah, fried her hair. Like she had this ridiculously frizzy Made ass hair. Made his eight-year-old son go buy him a quarter bag mm-hmm. of weed. Across the street. Got his ass with my papa for breaking the rules. Boom. Broke my fucking ladders on my fire engine. <laughs> <laughs> on his ass, getting beat as a grown ass man. <laughs> Got his ass. He can't tell that story in jail. <laughs> Got his ass whipped by so a dude. You, wait, it was you were a grown ass man. <laughs> your dad, Smitty, you had a, you got a whoop it <laughs> with, with a fire truck ladder. My dad, my dad was 26 years old and got a spanking from his dad. Imagine <laughs> if your dad would have grabbed you up at You're 26. Not, at 26, I haven't lived with my parents for almost 10 years. <laughs> Imagine if you would have got No, actually, that was the 11 years. But there was no spankings. I was I was on my own. They didn't give a fuck what I did anymore. That's what I'm saying, though. If you'd have gone over and smarted off to your dad, he'd have grabbed you up by your arm and went to spank your ass. <laughs> I that can't like, put myself in those shoes, though, because I was so independent. You There's been, no way I could to live with my parents at 26. You'd have ended up accosting your dad. That'd have been a fucking charge. You guys would have gone to jail. No, we never called the police because I would just freak out and they'd get the shit. <laughs> but I can't get rolled up in a ball. But kicked. I mean, that's just you can't you can't train people on how to get their ass kicked. You can't kick my ass more than I can kick your ass. <laughs> I can take a lot. <laughs> I don't know, man. My dad might be able to. <laughs> no, dude, I'm not a kitten or the family dog. I would not be impressed with your dad. I know you got that he's my dad. You shouldn't be at this point in your life. You're way bigger than him. I have a feeling what happens, he'd smart off and we, me, you, and Steven would beat the shit out of him. <laughs> be like, Let that be a lesson to you, Dennis. <laughs> Good job, Smitty. <laughs> this ain't prison. We're well fed. <laughs> I get all my nutrients. <laughs> I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm getting in a few shouts for those cats. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Now, if any of you sons of bitches got anything else to say, now's the fucking time! Welcome to another installment of This Week with DeBoss. 
where one of my real-life Facebook friends who calls herself DeBoss allows me to read her Facebook statuses aloud for you guys so you can get a glimpse of what the thug life really means. Now, let's check in with DeBoss. Funny how this dumb fuck thinks I took his MF gun. One, what reason would I have for taking your MF shit? I don't want nor need your MF gun. Better check that junky ass whore you had here cause I would be willing to bet that's who fucking took it. As a matter of fact, she's the only one who could have and would have taken it. Two, why would I wait until now if I wanted to take your MF shit? I have a key to the fucking gun safe on my keychain, so I've always had access to it, which means if I wanted to take the shit, I would have done so before now. Parentheses, it's not my MF fault. You didn't put the damn thing in the safe where it should have been, and now the shit is missing. Funny ain't shit come up missing around this MF till you brought her ass around here. So I'm going to say this one last fucking time, since you don't have the balls to actually say I took your shit or to accuse me of it to my face. Capital Letters I do not have your fucking gun. I did not take your fucking gun. I don't want your fucking gun. And as a matter of fact, you wouldn't even be able to find even a partial print of mine on your MF gun because I have never even touched or held your fucking gun. I don't like guns and I don't touch the fucking things. And you should know that. That's the reason I didn't put the MF in the safe my damn self. So do me a favor and don't be accusing me of the MF thing I haven't done or accusing me of taking shit I haven't MF taken. If I took your fucking shit, I would tell your dumbass I fucking took it. But the fact that I didn't and you keep accusing me of shit or telling people that I did and can't come to me to face me like a real fucking man would and accuse me of taking the shit is really starting to piss me the fuck off. At first, I thought it was rather comical that you had even thought that I did it. But the fact that you told my daughter I did isn't fucking funny in the least and you pissed me the fuck off. If you want to accuse me of taking your MF shit, do me a fucking favor and at least have the fucking balls to come to my face and accuse me of it. That's what you do, and until you can be man enough to even do that, then shut the fuck up and keep my MF name out of your fucking mouth, and especially when it comes to my daughter. And yeah, I put this on MF Facebook. Go cry to my husband about this one, because at this point, I do not give one fuck and don't care if either fucking one of you likes it or not. Don't accuse me of shit I didn't do and shit on MF Facebook. How about that? Have a nice fucking day, Josh. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second to let you know that next week we're actually going to be taking a break real quick. I'm going to be in Puerto Rico for the week celebrating my 40th birthday, so I'm not going to have time to put an episode together, but I thought I would bring something back from our archives. So when you get a chance to check it out, hopefully if you haven't heard it, you'll love it. And if you have heard it before, you're going to love it again. How do you do, dude? I wonder if I see you again. I would miss the semis. How oh, things yeah. been going? Oh, you know, strikes and gutters, ups and downs. I'm sure I've got you. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. Well, take care, man. Gotta get back. Sure. Take it easy, dude. Oh, yeah. I know that you will. Yeah, well, the dude abides. you, but I 
take comfort in that. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. We got a million more, guys. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this one up for the night. No. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean you don't want to wrap the thing up? We're not, we can't wrap up a podcast I'm not on. It doesn't make any sense. I know what I have to do, but going back means I'll have to face my past. I've been running from it for so long. Ow! Jeez, what was that for? It doesn't matter. It's in the past. <laughs> yeah, but it still hurts. Oh, yes, the past can hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. <laughs>